Hello, everyone, and welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany C. Blackman, and welcome, welcome. Hey, are you listening, everyone? I'm seeing and hearing that you're listening to me, so I'm so excited. So I'm Tiffany. They call me Tiffy, too. And I'm fabulous, but sometimes I'm just not so fabulous, and we're going to talk about that many, many times. But I am a chef, cookbook author, wife, mom, sister, daughter, you name it. I love interiors. I love fashion and food. And guess what? I am a little vain and I love beauty. Hence, everyone meet my fabulous friend, Heather Finks. Welcome to my show, Heather. Oh my goodness. Okay. So Heather Finks, I meant to tell you this earlier because... When I'm talking about, in Fort Worth, when I'm talking about having things done, um, people, I will say, Heather, they're like Heather Injector. They know who you are. You are an icon in Fort Worth for sure. So I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. So Heather, I've known her for five, six years since she was pregnant with her little babies that are just turned five? They just turned five, yes. Uh, oh, my Crazy. goodness. The Olivia and Jackson. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe where time goes? No. it's I don't I, I don't know where this day went. I know. They're so sweet, beautiful. I saw Heather about six months ago. Heather was doing, she's done my brows, and I love my brows. Everyone loves my brows. Good. So you did the microblading on my, is that what, am I yes. saying this correctly? No, microblading, yes. That is, okay. That is what it is. So she did this, but let me give you a little background. We're going to back up. So um, Heather is... Is at injector underscore Heather yes. um, on Instagram. She is a beauty guru, but let me just say, she's more than that. She's a nurse practitioner. So where did you go to school? I did my entire college career at UT Arlington. I call it UT Almost. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> we, we struggled. Wow. The team. But yes, so I did my nursing there. I have an undergrad in business and then took my master's to get my nurse practitioner there as well. So did you practice... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. My sister is a nurse practitioner, and she um, she kind of went the route of now she um, she's in administration, and she's mm-hmm. not because she's not practicing as much as she likes. So she's babysitting basically. Right. So um, she went to Baylor. I won't talk about that because you know I'm a horned frog. But anyway, oh, so yeah. um, so did you when you graduated? Did you know you were heading in in the beauty field or not at all? What did you do not at all? Um, I was like a lost puppy. I had no idea what I wanted to do in school, um, which is why it took me so long to graduate the first time. Um, But I finished my undergrad in nursing and went straight into the ER. Loved it. It Wow. Yeah. It was uh, like a level two trauma center in Fort Worth and then went to the complete opposite side into labor and delivery. Oh, my goodness. Somehow I ended up in beauty. I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Wow. And you know what? If you look at Heather and you're seeing on YouTube, Heather is so beautiful and she's beautiful inside and out, let me tell you. But um, I would assume, and I'm just assuming here and I'm, I'm, is, is there a lot of money? Is that, is there, when the money going to what we're doing with beauty? Because we all are, well, we're not all, I'm not, I'm, I'm making a blanket statement. I'm vain, and I've made no—I I, I am transparent. I've had a lot of work done, and um, but I pay a lot of money for that, right? It's, it's, a, it's an investment, mm-hmm. and it is an investment in yourself. So to answer your question, yes, there is, there is good money to be made in aesthetics, mm-hmm. uh, more so than working in the hospital, I would imagine. Um, but, but yes, it, it's the investment that you're spending on yourself— 
does come back to us in some form or fashion. Right. Well, last week I did a podcast by myself and I was talking about my back pain and my issues with my spine. And I... My, and this just can't, this hasn't always been this way, but God gave us one body. Yes. One body. So you get to decide what you want to do with that one body. And, you know, I didn't always take care of my spine and I have always taken care of my skin. Always. I remember graduating TCU and I went down to a place in Highland Park and bought this vial of vitamin C. Yes. Obagi vitamin C. Vitamin C is critical. Is it? Yes. Tell us. Okay. But, but I, I didn't eat a lot that week because I had, that was, I would, the budget, I mean, it was over a hundred dollars a bottle, right. but I was told that vitamin C was, is critical. So tell us about, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. Tell us about vitamin C. Vitamin C is important as an antioxidant. So it's going to protect you from all those bad things in the air that we're surrounded by every day. Um, so it's definitely something that I recommend in all of my clients' regimens on a daily basis. Um, but yes, to answer your question, it is a big investment that we're making on ourselves. I think that it doesn't necessarily make you vain. It just means that you're doing things to take care of your appearance, which we could argue Everybody does. I mean, mm -hmm. guys that go to the gym, they're going to the gym to look better, to feel better. And there's actually scientific proof that whenever you do things in the aesthetic realm to look better, you also feel better. Right. Uh, there's actually a recent study done that shows Botox decreases the rate of depression. So really? there are, yes, there are other benefits to doing aesthetic treatments other than just Vanity, if you will. Right, right. And I know they're, 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 I, you, I throw that word around vain, but I do. I want to take care of myself. I yes. want to feel good. I want to look good. And that's interesting yeah, with and the And when Botox. you look good, you feel good. You do. You do. And taking care of yourself and eating right. I mean, it's deciding what to eat from day, Absolutely. you know, and eat and drink and ingest in your body. But I'm telling you, it's, it's, I wonder because, and I'm sure you've had this, and we will certainly hit on this, but, I'm not addicted to it. No. I'm not addicted to it at all. I just, I just know. Well, it hurts too bad sometimes. My goodness. <laughs> you couldn't, right? <laughs> right. But, but yeah, no, there are some people out there that do have addictions that include plastic surgery and aesthetics. And, um, you know, you're not a good provider if you don't know how to figure out who those people are and get them the help that they need. Gosh, Heather, how do you do that? Do you, um, do you say no? So yes, you do. I, I say no a lot. Do you? Um, and it, it's a very difficult conversation. That That is my come to Jesus conversation that I have with some, certain clients that if their expectation is something that is not realistic and I know that I can't deliver that, I'm not in this for the money. I'm not in this for uh, what I can get from you money wise, because I know at the end of the day of the day, if I'm a good practitioner, mm -hmm. then the money will come. Um, I'm in this because I know that when you walk out the door, my name is on your face as well. So it's not, I would never do something that is not going to be in the benefit of my client. And that includes somebody that has or suffers from like body dysmorphia mm -hmm. or an addiction related to aesthetic treatments. Right. You know, in addictions, um, my husband and I would just, we have a, a friend that, if it's not an addiction to alcohol, then it's either to over-exercising or Something. he he has some type of, in, of addiction. And so it's going from, you know, alcohol to over, you know, working out or gambling something or something. Positive. So then that yeah. is a that is a disorder that they yes. have. And, and is it a disease or a disorder? 
I would call even, it a disease, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, interesting Interesting what the CDC mm-hmm. would say about that. Okay, so you currently, I saw you at the Brautini Bar. Yes. Which, that's your baby. That's my little baby Tell business. us about that. So the Brautini Bar was very unexpected, but I was working in labor and delivery and had a an office that I was using. Uh, I was a massage therapist before I went to nursing school. And so I had this office just sitting around not doing anything because I'd stopped practicing as a licensed massage therapist, um, but wanted to do something to, I don't know, get profit somewhere. And I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And I've also had really bad eyebrows from high school. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Thank God. Not anymore. They've come a long way. But I grew up in the era where we took them all off. That were you that era? Yeah, it, it's it's a ebb and flow. It's a wave, right? So was that the shaving move, motion? We didn't moving? shave all of it, but we pl- we over plucked and kind of had that sperm brow. Oh my god. It's not gosh. cute, you know? Yeah. There's a there's a definite head uh-huh. and a definite tail. And, <laughs> and I've we, never heard it put that way, but okay. We had no like we had no friends. And if we did have friends, they had the same eyebrows because nobody told us that that did not look good. Oh at my all. goodness. Oh so my gosh. so I've always been kind of passionate about eyebrows because when I got older I realized, oh my God, this is not cute. Mm-hmm. So then they didn't tell you that your eyebrows don't really grow back in the same. They don't. They don't. Oof. They don't. And you can try Latisse, you can try other things, but there's just not anything on the market that gets your eyebrows back to where they were before you overplucked. Mm-hmm. So um, I had learned about microblading from the internet, mm-hmm. saw that it was becoming trendy, saw that there was nobody in Fort Worth that offered that service. Uh, there were some people in Dallas took the class. The class was awful, but I've always been kind of that left-brained artistic mm-hmm. person. So took the class to get the like foundational concepts mm-hmm. and then just learned how to draw eyebrows as I went. And that's how the brows bar formed. I, I started doing it in the office that I used to do massage therapy out of, and it became successful probably within three months. Okay. So what year was that when you developed, when that you started? That was... <laughs> 2015, I want to say. Oh, my goodness. So you've done this five years. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, and so when you you were telling me, you said, don't be nervous. Of course, I'm nervous. You know, I'll never forget what you said, Heather. I don't know if you remember this, but you said, so, which, how many tattoos is this for you? And I went, I don't have any tattoos. And I went, well, now there's the first one. It's on your face. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Right? Oh, my gosh. But, I mean, you drew it. You, you explained what you were going to do. And... You did such a fabulous job. I mean, I'm so, I love it. And people stop me, okay, do you have microblading? Because I'm at that age where I kind of, it's just like my my hair is growing in the wrong places. Yes. Like it's growing. It's so rude. Mother Nature is so disrespectful. She is so mean. Like, Like, what are you doing? I I have a beard. Like, I learned the definition of car tweezers. A couple weeks ago. I had no idea that this was a thing. Is it? It is. is. What do we need? You have to have tweezers in your car because the moment that you're at a red light and the sun is shining ever so slightly (laughs) on your chin and that glistening black hair hits it. Oh, yeah. Car tweezers. Car tweezers. All right, I'm on it. Everybody, you hear that? You heard it from Heather. Everybody get you some car Car tweezers. tweezers. Okay. And you know what? So my girlfriend, I'm not going to say her name. She'll be so embarrassed. But she said, like, I have this root, this one root in my chin that Mm -hmm. just keeps coming back, keeps coming back. And so, and it's true. And so I have done um, bioidentical hormones since I was 40, probably. Um, Testosterone was that because I have 
nothing. I have no testosterone. I mean, I don't know how I hold muscle, but I have right. no libido. Um, and so do the cream, but my goodness, I grow a beard. I know. Now I want to say that 40% of women suffer from some kind of sexual issue. Mm-hmm. And one of those, one of the most common ones is hormone imbalance. Yes, exactly. But yet mother nature still gives us a beard. I don't get it. Okay, so my girlfriend, one of my Mahjong sisters said, they were telling me about, because I didn't realize this, um, pellets. And I haven't done it yet because um, I think my doctor in Austin didn't do it. But my doctor here in Fort Worth, I have a feeling she's going to drive me onto that bus of pellets. But you you did pellets. And you, what do you call it? You were a pellet? Administer. (laughs) Injector. Injector. <laughs> so you did the pellets. Yes. I mean, but so tell me about like what phase was that? And that was so, I guess going back a little bit with uh, the Rautini bar, I had met a physician that needed an injector. And um, I convinced him to allow me to be his injector in exchange for my clientele from the Brautini bar and training so he can get me into it. That's kind of how I got into the injections. And while I was doing that, I decided to go back to school to become a nurse practitioner. Wow. And I had become very passionate about women's sexual health because I just don't feel like it's an issue that gets addressed enough. I think that there's so many women that suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. and you know, hormones is a big component of that. Huge. Huge. Mm -hmm. So that was part of the reason why I decided to get certified in uh, pellet administration, if you will. Yeah, right. Um, But yes, so, so many women suffer from low testosterone, low estrogen, everything. Uh, Again, the common ground is mother nature is disrespectful. Yeah. (laughs) Yet the guys kind of just fly through it and Mm -hmm. look cuter. Oh, yeah. Is it crazy? It's crazy. I started in my 40s with progesterone um, orally, and then um, probably about five years ago with the testosterone cream, and then started at estrogen once I was going through menopause. So it's just crazy. But anyway, okay, we're going to talk about that at another time. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah, you have to hit on it. So anyway, okay, so the Brautini Bar... So doing brows, and I'm sure you have a staff there. Yes. Okay, so you have a staff. So Jessica is one of the cosmetic tattoo artists there. She is amazing. She just got back from Canada to learn from one of my mentors, Hoy Tattoo. So she's coming back with some ridiculous really? eyebrow stuff that you guys have to stay tuned for. in for. She does brow lamination, which is another service that is brand new. It's where you can basically tame the eyebrow hairs to mm-hmm. stay whichever way you brush them. Wow. For weeks. Oh, my gosh. So it makes it look fuller. You can combine that with microblading. Uh, we also have Shana. Shana is our esthetician, and she is amazing. If you have any skin concern, if you're not sure what to use for your skincare, if you want to just bring all your skincare there to have her look at it. That's fabulous. That is her. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. then we have Alondra. She's there. She also does cosmetic tattooing. We're growing. We just moved into our new office. Um, it's right behind the University Shopping Center, uh-huh. uh, right by Mopac. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're we're growing right now, looking for a couple more artists, but we want to be that place that you go to for all things skincare, soft skincare, and cosmetic tattooing. Great, great. Well, I love that. I love that. And I've and I've, I've looked at your website and I've seen your girls that you're talking about and they are amazing. And some of my friends go to 
to because you're busy. You are so, you yeah. you. I mean, I sent you a direct message. I'm like, please take me, please take me. And you were kind enough because you're very very busy because you were at Orange Twist, right? So tell us yes. about Orange Twist. Orange Twist is a godsend. Uh, they came to me while I was going through my divorce. Okay, and yes. I was looking. You know, every woman who has been divorced can relate to this. There are so many changes. There are so many like, oh my God, I didn't think about that moments when mm-hmm. you're going through that. Uh, and one of those big things was, I don't, I need insurance. I need all these things. And so I had learned of Orange Twist and they had an opportunity for an injector. And I knew Sarah Camp and another girlfriend who was a patient of Dr. Camp's who recommended me apply or recommended that I apply to the job. And it was such a perfect fit. So basically I am the injector. I don't have to worry about anything else. Benefits so included. Nice. It's so nice, but we all work together so well. Um, Dr. Camp, you know, he's the surgical side. That's who I send everybody for mommy makeovers, breast augmentation, everything in between. And then you have orange twist, which is all your medical non-surgical treatments, the injectables, cool sculpting, all therapy, which we can talk about another another day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, brow teeny bar, which is your soft skin care services. That's going to take care of your facials, your chemical peels, your cosmetic tattooing. So this is really just a like a triad of you, you don't have to go anywhere else. And it's beautiful facility. It's, I saw you my follow up yeah. for my eyebrows at, at Orange Twist. So yes. it's beautiful. And it's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. So how, are you the single injector there? Or? We just hired on a new injector. Uh, she is also amazing. Her name is Sam. And, uh, you know, she shadowed me for hours, but basically my schedule's out four to six weeks. Mm-hmm. And so she allows our clients to come in a little bit sooner for Botox and, you know, simple filler procedures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so She's great. great. So Heather, tell me about this because Kennedy, my daughter, um, which you know, Kennedy, she's um, 20. Yes. And I'm hearing a lot <clears throat> of, um, should I start Botox? Now, I started Botox when I was 40. Now we back up because I was single. <laughs> so I was a single mom and, you know, you had to kind of adjust because you are paying for insurance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you've, you you know, go to Cobra and how expensive insurance it is. is. So it's insane. Expensive. It's insane. So and when you're, you have a significant other that may work for a company or something, you know, you just don't expect those things. So when I was younger, I just did, I say, I did skincare. I've always done the Retin-A and I've always done, and we're going to talk about yes. that in a minute, what we, what you say we have to have. But, um, you know, skincare was really important. And sunscreen, I have that olive skin. Sunscreen's been huge for me, and I'm still paying for mistakes that I made. But, what we did in the past, yeah. So tell me about this, the the millennials and the Gen Zs. I'm the Gen Xer. So tell me about these girls and boys. Yes. What do you think about what the... I mean, there's so much pressure. This could be an entire podcast. Of course, we have so many. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, ironically, at 34, I hit the millennial period. Mm-hmm. I think it's called elder millennial, which is also rude. <laughs> <laughs> Judgers. I'm an elder. So, you know, there is an incredible amount of pressure for this generation to be pretty mm-hmm. and be perfect. Right. And a lot of that does unfortunately have to do with our media, social mm-hmm. media. Is oh, the number one, I would think. And, you know, we have our people that 
these girls look up to, Kylie Jenner, you know, they, they're beautiful, mm-hmm. but they also only show the best mm-hmm. of their life, mm-hmm. the best version of themselves, the best angles, the best lighting. Um, so I do, I get a lot of girls that'll come in and, you know, they'll show me pictures of what they want to look like. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's devastating. Mm-hmm. I am huge on natural beauty. That's what I specialize in. That's what I've trained around the country in is natural beauty driven injections. Every single girl that walks into my door is already beautiful. Of course. You know, mm-hmm. the trick is, If there's something that makes you insecure and we can correct it, then yes. But if you're striving for a perfection that doesn't exist, then it's a no. Right. Um, So I do think, you know, our generation, we do see a lot more girls coming in. I do think that Botox can be used for preventative reasons. But if you're 18 years old and you don't need it, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that. You know, there is a too young age to start Botox, Mm -hmm. but I also think there's a lot of women that are not in that millennial period that are, that are waiting too long and Mm -hmm. have unrealistic expectations of what Botox can do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, I think about, so the, the Botox there, but then the breast augmentation. So back when I had my, and I, I mean, it was, oh my goodness, probably 10 years ago. And my breast augmentation was not a positive experience. I had an encapsulation. Oh yeah. I mean, it was horrible. And I, you know, and and you, you misjudge because you, they're massive when you're, I mean, and then I was like, no, no, no. And I, I, you know, I think sometimes I've told my daughter this a lot. So I had the the encapsulation and so we had to start over, of course. Mm -hmm. And then the pain that's going through that. So I always say, but you know, you say these things. I wish I'd never had it done because I was pretty flat, but, but you know what? To this day, do you feel that way? Yeah, so? I do. But you know what? Who, what would I think if I was back the way I was? You know what I mean? So right. you have to just go, I don't think, I don't think that that's a fair assessment. Like I'm saying now, I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. You know what I mean? Because right. one's bigger than the other. One is larger than the other to this day. Always. Always. And I'm just going, oh, one faces. St- South and one goes kind of northwest, but yes. you know, and you just wanted perfection, and you can't always have perfection. But Never. I mean, I can't imagine if I didn't have him. So I, I don't know. So I started large and I went small, and you know, I think like so. I have girlfriends too, and this is many many conversations. But she's like, well, my first husband wanted them really big. Your first husband wanted them. First of all, why are we doing why, why things are we going here? based on so, what a guy wants you to do versus yeah, what you, you want to do? Exactly. And, and that's something that we look for, too. So, yeah. you know, I would say that it all boils down to we all want what we don't have. Yes. Brunettes grass want to be blonde. Greener. The yeah. grass is mm-hmm. always greener. Yep. But sometimes you apply a filter and it looks better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> I would venture to say that I had the same experience as you. I had my my breast augmentation done um, maybe 11, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. I would say to this day that I, I needed it. I was a teenage mother. I breastfed. My, mm-hmm. my breast did not look cute. You have an older daughter. That's yes, right. I have an 18-year-old. I had it 15 mm-hmm. and oh my gosh. breastfed her for 18 months. And that just puts your body through the ringer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, keep in mind, my body was still growing itself. Yes. So by the end of it, I felt like I had, you know, golf balls in a tube mm-hmm. sock. Exactly. Boobs. <laughs> and so, and so. Exactly. So it just is what it is. Right. So I feel like that surgery was necessary for me, but I don't think I was prepared 
for getting large breast and understanding the struggle that other large breasted females go through where you can't wear a t-shirt without kind of feeling like a cow at first. Exactly. You don't feel skinny. 100%. You know, because your shirt just kind of tense over it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say you have to rely on your provider mm-hmm. and yourself to kind of get you to a good treatment plan because had I had known what that felt like, I would have ventured to go ahead and get a breast lift mm-hmm. and end up with maybe B's or C's versus mm-hmm. let's just fill her up and see how big we can go. Right. You know? I know. I know. And you have to do it for yourself. And Greg, my husband, was just like, I don't care what you do. What a fabulous man. Like, I don't care so if you sweet. look like, you know, this or that. But I've had friends say, well, my first husband wanted this and my second one. It's crazy. Wait. wait. And you've heard these things. I hear them more than I'd like to admit to where, you know, and, and some of them are valid. I'll have girls that, you know, they will not tell their husbands that they're getting treatments done, lip injections and whatnot, because guys automatically go to Joan Rivers, God bless her soul. Hmm. But guys will automatically think that as soon as you come in to see me, you're not going to look like you anymore. Yeah. And the guy that scares them because it's kind of sweet and endearing, but they don't want to lose who they fell in love with. Mm -hmm. So that, if you think of it that way, yes. But if you think of it in the way where a guy, and I've had this, where a guy was like, no, she needs two to three syringes, and I want her to have huge lips and huge, that for me is also a no. Yeah. I appreciate the affordability of being able to say no, because sometimes no mm-hmm. is the best word in the dictionary. Exactly. Um, but, you know, the reason why you do aesthetic treatments should be your own reason, mm-hmm. not anybody else's. No, no one else's decision at all. At I all. mean, or persuasion. Yes. Like you feel like you have to, this, this relationship's not attainable unless you do have, you know, a and big you know, butt or, a, you know, yeah. At this point in my life that, you know, and we will talk about this, I'm sure at some point, but, you know, I'm single for the first time since basically high school. Cause I've been mm-hmm. that serial monogamous, monogamist at this point, if you meet a man that is like that, that is bad energy or you don't vibe with, there are so many fish in the sea. Oh, I know it's exhausting to date, but if Mm -hmm. you look at it on the bright side, there are so many opportunities out there Mm -hmm. for a good person to be with you that loves you for who you are today, Mm -hmm. but accepts you for, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to do things that just makes you feel more refreshed and rejuvenated. Exactly. Not a completely different person. Exactly. I'm so blessed to have Greg because he supports, you know, he just does as much as I am. We're going to go and He's going to look into having a neck lift, and I'm so proud of him because he's like, you know what? I want to enjoy this. I want to enjoy my body, and I'm so proud of him. I mean, that is incredible. So he supports 100%. But And I've never felt like I had to to live up to a standard that he had. I mean, he just, right. he loves me for who I am, which is really, really cool. Yes. And those of you that do not have that need to kind of re- reevaluate, but reevaluate yeah. because you can find that. Yes. So okay. And girls. plus, you know what? So Heather, I might have to tell you this, but before I met Greg, I was, I'm done with marriage. I'd had two marriages and I'm done. I'm just like, check, check, check. Yeah, and, I didn't know that. You know, um, yeah, I was just finished because I'm like, I, I got this. I have got yes. this. And now that I have Greg in my life, I'm like, what do I, 
what did I do before? So, you know, you're right. There's so many opportunities. There's so many fish in the sea. And what you don't want to do is be miserable in a relationship. And you and I have talked about that too. You don't want to be miserable. I mean, you can have children with a man and you just, you know, and all the wonderful, wonderful things. And you love a man or a woman because you have children with them. And, but you don't, you can move on. Right. I mean, yeah. And a lot of girls that don't, I mean, if, if you look back on your relationship and you think that the decisions that you're making are more fear based, Mm -hmm. that might be a sign for you to reevaluate too. I think a lot of girls are so scared to be alone. And that's why it's good to hear that you had that moment where you're like, I got this. That's literally why, yeah, after my marriage, I went right into another relationship, got engaged, almost got married That's again. That's right. Yes. You did. And I had this, like, I felt like I was underwater, not breathing. I had to, and he was an, an amazing guy. Of course. But I had to have that conversation where it was, you know what? I never had a chance to really heal from mm-hmm. my last marriage. And I never really had a chance to love myself for who I am because I felt like in that marriage, I was trying to conform to somebody that had expectations of a wife that I just didn't carry, but I was trying and trying and trying. Um, So I think it's so, so important to have that alone time to where you just have a moment to figure out like, who am I? Right. What do I possess that would be a gift to somebody else? Mm -hmm. And then be very picky. Oh, 100% picky. Oh my gosh, one thousand percent. One thousand percent. I know because we are we're also pressured to like get married by thirty, and it's like, can you imagine like how different you are from five years ago? Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, just coming across this career that I'm in now, it's it it. I didn't stumble on it because I did have a goal many years ago, but if I would have done this five years ago, I wouldn't be who I am now and right. transparent. You know what I mean? Like honest You'd with what- You'd be worried about what people oh, think what about people you. Think you. Are you going to like me? Yes. Are you going to let me in your club? Are you- I, It is exhausting to think of the younger Tiffy. Yes. It's exhausting. And that translates into aesthetics because, you know, I'll have women sitting on my couch where we have a conversation about what their aesthetic goals are. They're like, you know, I want to be- 10, 15 years younger. I'm like, you know what, girl, embrace, <sighs> embrace your age. You've earned those mm-hmm. years because if you really think about it, does 37-year-old you really want to be emotionally 27-year-old you? No. Not in a million years. No. You know, we we have to try to look forward and think of a way to embrace how old we are and not think of our value of it. essentially going back I will never tell a client that they're going to look 10 years younger or 15 years younger. Like, I want you to embrace how old you are. Mm -hmm. I just, I want you to know that the aesthetic treatment that you're going to get is going to make you the most rejuvenated version of yourself, the best version of yourself, because we should be basing our value on our age. Mm -mm, And I think our society is really bad about, you know, the older women get the less value we have. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's just me or if anybody else feels that. 100%. But I get, you know, even as a single woman, I have that fear still where I'm like, I mean, am I going to find a date in my 40s and my 50s? And then I'll have a client that's 80 that's like, oh, I'm on Tinder and (laughs) I just went on five dates. I don't know how healthy these dates are. But she's like, I just don't want a man. I'm like, if she can get a man at 80, I can get a man in my mid-30s. Yeah, you You certainly can. 100%. But you know what? I go back to um, 
golly, I honestly think about this. I'm so embarrassed of my, my, the way I acted my younger self, you know what I mean? You know, my crazy hormones and now I have lack of and, but you know, I just look (laughs) at it and go, golly, ugh. but I'm, I embrace who I am now because, you know, it's just a different feeling and yes, do I wish I had, oh my goodness, if I, I wish I had stamina and I wish I, but you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get that going, but anyway, you're, you're taking the steps to achieve those things. Exactly. 100%. Okay. So we talked about it, but what I want to hear from you, because this is what, so we did a poll and, um, we asked my followers what they wanted to hear from us on podcast. And one of the big ones was what is the skincare regimen, because they're hearing so many different stories. And so there's got to be a few things. And I also know that we're dealing with different demographics. Yes. We're dealing with different um, um, financials. And so can you can you tell us what you have to have? I mean, is it across the board? Is it 18 to my age or do Why you have we, to? I think. This is a good opportunity to go through what my consultation process involves. Can I do that? Totally. Okay. Yes. Listeners, you're getting this for free. Yes. Okay. All right. And our consultations are complimentary. Oh, okay. Good deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, obviously it's different for different ages. Um, You know, if you're in your 20s, you don't really have too much to worry about except sunscreen. Okay. Your your collagen is pumping. Gosh. Um, Sunscreen. The downside to the 20-year-olds are they're very ignorant. They don't think that anything's going to happen to them. They're invincible. They're invincible, and sunscreen is so important. If you're in a tanning bed, oh, girls, just stop. Yesterday, like, stop. Don't even come see me. I'm offended already. (laughs) I mean, are there really tanning beds still there? They're still there, and I don't get it. Spray tans are so beautiful nowadays. Like, you just get a spray tan. Spot on. In Mm -hmm. your 30s, Mother Nature starts to show her ugly head. Mm -hmm. Your collagen starts to go down. You start to lose a little bit of volume. So, in your 30s, it's important to start using retinol. Or Retin-A. Uh, that's gonna. That's the only scientifically proven skincare regimen that you can apply topically that helps to renew the cells. The mm-hmm. skin turnover rate increases with that usage. It does cause flakiness, so I do recommend seeing somebody that is um, educated in that field, an esthetician or a nurse and beyond, because we can teach you how to take care of, of that and how to do it properly. You don't want to, you know, put too much retinol and then go into the sun the next day because that can make it worse. But it's drying too. It's very drying, especially (laughs) in the wintertime. But wintertime is the best time to do retin-A because you can do it at night. And then in the morning you do your exfoliating polish and all the flakes come off. And then you can moisturize and keep your skin very hydrated. Um, So that's that. And then really 40s and beyond, it's kind of the same thing, except you need to you need to come and do some other things. Mm-hmm. So my consultation process that I go through with literally everybody that's on my couch, unless you're 17, then I just say, no, go home, go home, <laughs> get off of social media, wash um, your face, wash your face. And really <laughs> that's the it. most important thing at night, wash your face. Um, so if I have somebody on my couch, the very first thing I ask you is what, and we'll just act like we're doing a consultation okay. right now. Okay. All right, Tiffany, what is your most favorite feature when you look in the mirror? Uh, my eyes. Your eyes. Mm -hmm. Your eyes are beautiful. The reason why I asked that question first is because I have so many girls that come in and the first thing they want to do is, I hate this about me and I hate this about me and I hate this. And for me in aesthetics, I want to change the whole thing is 
to start off with something positive. You're already beautiful when you walk in the door. There's nothing wrong with you. So incredible. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with you at all. But what can we do to just make you look like the best version of yourself? Make you look like you've slept for 12 hours because none of us do that anymore. Um, So I ask you that first. So your eyes are the most beautiful. Basically, we're going to do things that are going to bring that focus on the eyes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then I ask, what do you hate about it? Like, what bothers you the most? Mm -hmm. Not so much hate. What bothers you the most? My nose size. I'd like to have a nose job. Okay. It's in my future. Okay. From there, I'd say here's some recommendations for some rhinoplasty surgeons that Mm -hmm. I really love. Right. Um, Filler can be used in the nose, but not so much to reduce the size, but more so just to straighten out the profile. Okay. Um, Tell me what, when you look in the mirror, what do you think makes you look more tired? Underneath my eyes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's a very popular you mm-hmm. know, area that lack we need to treat. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep, stress, diet, uh, hydration. So I always recommend, you know, while we're working on the outside, make sure you're eating well, healthy, balanced diet. Make sure you're drinking enough water, at least eight glasses. I am the worst at that. I hate the taste of water. You do? I don't. It, it, they say it tastes like nothing, but it doesn't taste like nothing to me. It just mm-hmm. it tastes like yuck. Wow. For me, I have to have it so cold and maybe some flavor added to it. I drink a gallon a day. That is my goal. I pee pee like crazy. See, I don't have time for that. (laughs) So don't drink water. Americans don't have time for that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, So, you know, from there, basically, under eyes are a very big, popular area for us to treat. If you're over the age of 30, we always start in the mid face. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, And that might be pushing too far. So, let me backtrack a little bit. So I'll ask you what you don't like. You said tear troughs, mm-hmm. which is the medical term for under eyes. Then I'll go into anti-aging is a four-prong approach. You can't just do one thing. Um, you have to do other things. And that's why we see overfilled face syndrome so much, which is one of Fort Worth's fear. Uh, 99.9% of people that I see, the, their biggest request is just anything as long as I still look natural. And their biggest fear is I don't want to look unnatural. So I will say that, again, I am specialized in natural beauty-driven injections. I will not do anything that does not look natural. We do see a lot of that. Texas, unfortunately, is one of those states that allows unmedical providers to inject. Really? Always check that. That is wow. very important. Um, I can't know, imagine. It, it's it's There are great injectors out there that of don't course. have a medical background. However, I do think that... If you're doing your due diligence and education, I would encourage you to find somebody that has that background to support anatomy and actually everything. Actually, I have this because you and one of my dear friends, best esthetician injector top 100. You were just voted top 100. Which is crazy. I mean, across the board, guys. I mean, United States. So you're dealing with this. Injector Heather. So I would just say, you know, on that note, don't group on your face. Don't no. bargain. I get so many phone calls for people that are asking, um, you know, how much is your Botox? How much is that? Guys, I get it. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. But when you bargain shop, it's a matter of do you want your face to be Walmart quality or mm-hmm. do you want your face to be Neiman Marcus quality? Mm-hmm. You pick. Don't group I would on say no, I would either. say Neiman's. Yeah. So don't group on your aesthetic treatments. It's very important. Um, but going back, I would say that you know, you have to take a multifactorial approach. Number one, Botox. Mm -hmm. There's nothing on the market that's going to replace Botox. Um, I'm going to use that word universally. There's four products on the market currently. Mm -hmm. They all do the same thing. 
but everybody knows the word Botox. I'll say Dysport too, because otherwise my Galderma rep will murder me. What are the other two? There's Botox, Dysport, Javo is the newest one, and then there's Xeomin. Okay. So they all do the same thing. Think of them like Pepsi versus Sprite versus Dr. Pepper. They all do the same thing. Their mechanism of action works on the muscles. Mm -hmm. So we can control the amount of contraction that your muscle has with the amount of uh, neurotoxin that we use. And I like to use the word neuromodulator because it's not toxic to the body. There's Mm -hmm. more people that are injured by ibuprofen than Botox. Right. But basically, I like to treat the areas of negativity. So this is the forehead is worry lines. In between the brows are anger lines, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So we're using the Botox basically to decrease the contraction that causes the lines to form with repetitive movement over time. So with the the loss of collagen, you're going to see those lines stay even when you're not making those expressions. Mm-hmm. So you're going to look worried and angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that you start Botox preventatively, okay. not just as treatment. So preventatively would be in your late 20s to early 30s. I started at 28 mm-hmm. years old, and that's because my family has a barcode. Okay. I came in knowing that. Fair enough. Right. Right. Uh, and then I also knew that I had a lot of sun damage because I worshipped the sun when I was younger. So of course. I could start to see a little bit, so uh-huh. I wanted to go ahead and get it started. But I would just encourage you to go to your injector and get that evaluated. Mm-hmm. Um, so Botox, you know, it kicks in in 7 to 10 days. You do it every 3 to 4 months. You don't want to start until you are committed to doing every three to four months. And then number two is volume. And we lose about a teaspoon of volume every decade after 30. And you can't replace volume without volume. So sometimes that takes more than what people think. I usually do start in the mid-face because that's where most of the aging happens. Um, If you think about a full syringe filler, it's a fifth of a teaspoon. So take five of those and that's a teaspoon, which is a packet of ketchup. In Texas, we can use this analogy. Can you use a fifth of a ketchup packet to cover your cheeseburger? No. There's no way. Sometimes we need two. I love that. Right? So I use two syringes in the Mm mid-face, and then from there we reevaluate. So for you, I'd say you'd start here Mm -hmm. in your cheeks, and then you'd come back in two weeks. We'd reevaluate your tear troughs because that will have some resolution from the Mm mid-face. And then we're using one syringe in the tear troughs. And then everybody's individualized. So, you know, it just depends on the person that walks in the room. But essentially, long story short, we're doing as many as what needs to be be done to replace the volume that's lost, reduce shadows, and make you look rejuvenated, Mm -hmm. never overfilled. And I do have conversations with people all the time about how we're kind of getting close to that. Yeah, you're getting there. We need to dissolve the conversation. Right. Um, So, yeah. And then, you know, real quickly, number three is um, collagen. You Mm -hmm. want to do skin tightening, whether it's on the non-surgical side with devices, such as all therapy, which is what we offer at Orange Twist. It's a great, uh, you know, FDA approved device for tightening and lifting the tissue. Mm -hmm. And then on the surgical side, of course, it's going to be facelift, neck lift. Right. Um, But if you're not doing that, then that's when women tend to fill, fill, fill every Mm -hmm. time they feel laxity. And that's where you see that overfilled face Mm -hmm. and injectors not saying no. Yeah. No, got to say no. You got to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, and then number four is skincare, which we talked about already. But that's that's how my consultations go. Well, so quick, I'm going to I'm going to bring this back around to me just because that's the only way I know how sure. to do it. So Botox I've used for since I was in the 40s, probably. And 
actually this last time, and I've told you this, I've had a gal that has done my face in Austin forever, and you and I have had this conversation because, yes. you know, Kelly Walla Beauty Guru has done this for me. And so she did the Botox, but this last time we had to go to the Disport because it wasn't... It wasn't lasting as long. That happens sometimes. And it, are you just, do you have an immunity to it? Or? No, I, I think that it's kind of like all medications. The longer you use it, mm-hmm. um, the more the body builds these little guys that attack it. And so mm-hmm. I think that tolerance becomes an issue at some point. And so what I advise clients is if you are using Botox, continue to use Botox until mm-hmm. it doesn't work as well as it used to, and then switch to another product and vice versa with the other products. I personally use Disport because it kicks in a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, the studies do show that it has a little bit more active ingredient of toxin mm-hmm. there. Um, but long story short, yeah, you, you do. You build tolerance over you do. time. Will you ever get to where it won't work or anything won't work? No, because fortunately, we have a lot of scientists out there that are incredible thinkers and they keep making new products. Okay. Xeom and Njavo are the newest ones on the market. They took out the um, proteins, the byproduct proteins Mm -hmm. in there. So, you know, there's always going to be something. Right. That you can okay, good. pick and choose from. I know that would be devastating. I mean, I mean, what if if it doesn't work anymore? Okay. And then, so I have done Sculptra probably since I was... Probably 48, and I love it. Sculpture's great. Love sculpture. Yes. And I, it's not an immediate gratification. It, it, it No, it's like a, I love it at first, and then when the swelling goes down, yeah. it looks like nothing, and then it builds. So all it does is induce collagen. Yeah. So that kind of goes on that number three is of that the it? anti-aging uh-huh. prong approach that I take. You know, sculpture is used to build collagen. I love it. And it's amazing because you can't have too much of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it does not replace the volume mm-hmm. so you still need to do something else that's going to replace Filler. that volume yes yeah um, but it does it does an amazing job at rebuilding collagen which is yeah. something that we just we need so then i've had the juvederm and the restylane i believe yes. probably around you know my what do you call these nasal labial yeah, yeah yeah yep. so i've had that and um and then ooh, yeesh in the last year, I started doing my lips. I started doing because and it I was hurt. just, oh, dear. I know. Grief. They're spicy. But you know what? I love the look because yes. like you, you know, it's just like you're not looking like the trout pout. Is that what it's called? Oh, my gosh. There's a duck lip and then there's the trout pout and it's terrible. But so, some people want that, right? I think. Not your people. No. I don't think that they necessarily want it. I think they get used to having it and think that that's their new, their new normal. Oh. So that whenever it starts to go down, they're like, oh, I need more. Right. Um, no, I do not do duck lip. I dissolve oh. for a very inexpensive, inexpensive price because I want to correct those lips so mm-hmm. bad. It gives me such gratification. Um but basically, the filler that was used for that was injected too deep, so it migrated up, mm-hmm. or there's just too much filler. So I'll have girls that are like, I can't get the top of my lip to flip up anymore. And I'm like, that's because there's so much filler in there that's weighing it down mm-hmm. that there's no way to flip it up. It's, oh, it's just, it's all moved up to right above that lip mm-hmm. or right below the nose. So you have to dissolve it and start over. How do you dissolve it? Hylinex. It's a miracle drug. We just inject it and it dissolves that filler immediately. Seriously? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. So the latest thing I did, I did Fraxel. It's rough. Just about killed me. (laughs) I mean, and we had lidocaine for an hour, but you know what? 
tell you what, and it was resurfacing and you can explain how this is, but it was, I didn't have sun damage so much on my face, but my neck, I, which, you know, yes. I didn't bring everything cause I'm spending so much on skincare. I just kept it here when bring it down. So I need to, I'm gonna have to go after six weeks. This is four weeks this week hurt, but I love it. I mean, it's it's really good. And necks are another area that we obviously ignore. Ignore it. And then it's almost overnight that you wake up and you're like, "What happened?" To my it neck? is overnight. So I, I would say definitely bring your skincare down to your neck area mm-hmm. and everything that you're doing to induce collagen in the face. Do it in your neck too. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah. again an investment, but so worth it. I know it. I know Aren't it. We, I had no idea. Let's all be honest. Like our goals as women is to age like J Lo. Yeah. You know, that's kind of it. That's really it. <laughs> Just saying. We don't need anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Absolutely. I know. I know. Okay. So, are you know, I... I just respect so many things that you're saying and I, my listeners and followers, I can't wait for them to hear this podcast. It's just so fabulous. But tell me a little bit, you're a boss lady. I mean, you are an icon in Fort Worth. I'm so proud of you because you. I've known you for a while and I'm so proud of you and you're such a great mommy. And, you know, if you follow along, just see her on there. It just, it just warms my heart. What a great mommy you are to three beautiful children. So tell me about what's going on in your life. It's hard, right? It's oh tough. Oh gosh. So it requires Jesus and wine. Really? <laughs> cheers. <laughs> cheers. 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 I know, right? Jesus and wine, right? <laughs> Jesus and Jesus and wine for the love. Um, it's it's almost weird. It's kind of weird to hear iconic. And, and it's also weird to be stopped like at Target and be like, oh, my God, yeah. I inject your Heather. Um, it, it's, it's different because, you know, I'm not doing this for – Publicity. I'm doing it because I really do feel uh, I'm very passionate about instilling confidence in women and, you know, helping women that don't feel confident. It's, it's been a goal of mine, you know, since I was a child because I had my first baby at 15 by myself, you know, and wow. I was not raised in a family that wanted to help me out. We were very poor growing up. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, you know, moving out at 16 and trying to take care of this little baby bean of mine. And, oh my goodness. you know, that was the reason why I became an outlier is because I realized like, okay, from this point on, everything I do is going to affect this child. And I don't want her to have a reason not to succeed. And, and for me too, you mm-hmm. know, I, I didn't want to live that life that I grew up in. And so, you know, my whole motivation in life is to make a better life for my kids, but also my legacy is to make an impact on girls that are going through the same thing, whether it be teenage moms or just girls that are just not feeling good about themselves. Mm-hmm. That That's my goal for social media, you know, as an influencer, as an injector, as a mom, you know, as a Christian is to make as wide of an impact as I can positively. So, um, you know, that that's... That's where I credit the boss babe thing. I, I think that, you know, it's it's something that I, you're born with. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you have to have that entrepreneurial spirit. But I think it's also, you know, girls that have a, a story that of them struggling. You don't have to use that as your story of victimization. You don't have to use that exactly. as your sad story. Exactly. You can use that and and just project yourself out there and be like, look, I'm going to change the world now. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm going to start. And for me, it's, I'm going to start in Fort Worth. Right. But eventually it's, you know, to my, my whole goal in life is to create like a teen mom 
uh, foundation where I can help other teen moms learn how they can make the best of their lives. Mm -hmm. And for women, it's, you know, how I can make you feel the most confident version of yourself to go do things. Because when we feel confident, let's be honest, we do more. Absolutely. We have days where we don't feel confident. We feel fat. Exactly. We feel bloated. Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to do much. Not at our best. Exactly. Exactly. We're not at our best. So, you know, when, when I decided because I've been transparent in, in my relationships and when I decided, and I don't know when it is, I really need to do some soul searching of when I decided to not be a victim any longer Yes, is when I finally became my true me. I'm like, yes. I'm not going to be a victim. I mean, there's people that's had it a lot worse than I have. And it gives me chill bumps yeah, to just hear that. Stop like, being a victim. No, like, no. me, me as me is as much as you as you Mm -hmm. and you as you is beautiful and perfect. And we all have scars and we all struggle and we have to learn that in the day to day life. Like I've got to be kind to even this person that I really don't want to be kind Uh to because they may have just lost somebody. They may have just, you know, went through something devastatingly tragic. Um, So, you know, that's, that's kind of the vision that I want to uphold to everybody is, you know, we're all having our own internal struggle Let's not use our struggle to be victims of life and be entitled to things that we haven't earned. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no excuses. And we can, this is a good time to bring up, you know, Kobe. Oh, gosh. You know, that whole situation blesses, you know, prayers for his family and, and prayers for everybody that surrounded that family. But his biggest thing was he, I don't make friends with people that make excuses because, mm-hmm. you know, if you want something, you do it. And if you have a struggle, that's even more power to do it because you have that motivation now. Right. Yeah. You know, you and know? I think I saw today, it wasn't Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. It was rest in power. Yes. I love, I love that. that. I love it. I saw it today and just my God bless his entire family. He made so. such an impact. And what we have to realize is there's so many people like I've never met Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, a lot of us have never met Kobe Bryant, but look at how many people are impacted by the loss of his life. Mm-hmm. The things that you say are so important. And I think I saw this on a quote and I can't remember it word for word, but you know, it makes you really realize like every single thing that you do and every single thing that you say will follow you. So make it as impactful as, po- as possible. Make a difference. And make a difference. Why yeah. not? And Heather... You are making a difference in so many, so many women and men's lives. I'm yes. quite certain. And you're my friend and I love you and I appreciate you so much for being on our show. Will you, you come too. back? I would love to come back. Oh I my would goodness. Love to come back. We've almost talked an hour and we could just keep it talking. It felt like 10 minutes. I, I know. <laughs> but it's so good to see you and uh, please you. come back to Susan. Thank you for all you do for the women and men Absolutely. in Fort Worth. It's my pleasure. And uh, supporting everyone. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you next time on my so-called fabulous and please follow me at tiffany c blackman on instagram and heather at at an injector underscore heather and please listen in and we'll see you again soon bye